welcome to another episode of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard, alongside nobody today, still in quarantine. Our guest today is Joe Saxon, author of the book Ready to Rise. Now, this book is very timely. It is all about you know building your community, finding ways to connect to people, and finding your best self uh, in 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 good times. What a great time for you to be able to do this uh, right now. If you're stressed about being stuck in in quarantine as much as I am, I am I, you know obviously the stress is, is getting to all of us. It is definitely getting to me. And here is uh, we have Joe who's going to talk about all of the ways that that we can use this time. And she's got great stories and anecdotes about how she's done it, uh, about how you can use this this time of being isolated, this time of self-reflection to come out of this better, stronger, knowing yourself better. So uh, please, please do listen to that. Also, we've been going, if you go to facebook.com slash John Tesh, we have been going live a lot. You can see all kinds of stuff. We are doing some special events this week. So uh, please check that out, facebook.com slash John Tesh. If you're stuck in quarantine, please come say hi to us over there. We are going live there uh, uh, quite a bit. Also, you know, John's book still available. It's been on the bestseller list. You can uh, help us keep it on the bestsellers, get it up onto the big one, the New York Times bestsellers, by clicking the link in the show notes and buying the book Relentless. Uh, before we get to the, anything else, before we get to Joe, here is John with a quick message from our sponsor, Rocket Mortgage from Quicket Loans. So here is John with Rocket Mortgage from Quicket Loans. Home today is so much more than it was yesterday, but at Rocket Mortgage, home is still all about you. During these challenging times, the top priority at Rocket Mortgage is the health and safety of the communities they serve. And one thing that will never change is their team's commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience possible. That's why if you need mortgage support, their team of experts is there to answer questions and offer solutions. They understand that hardships happen and they are here to help. Whether that means working with you to save money on your mortgage or finding a new way to navigate payments. If you have questions, the team at Rocket Mortgage has answers. They know how important your home is to you because you're important to them. If you need mortgage assistance, the home loan experts at Rocket Mortgage are available to help 24 hours a day, seven days a week. From their home to yours, the team at Rocket Mortgage is with you. Visit rocketmortgage.com slash Tesh to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. want to thank them for helping make this possible. Without further ado, here is Joe Saxon giving you everything you need to know to rise out of the ashes. Uh, from this from this quarantine. Joe Saxton, author of the book Ready to Rise. Thank you so much for being a part of our show today. We appreciate having you. Thank you for having me. It's good to be with you. Now I said I said the short version of Ready to Rise, but it's Ready to Rise, own your voice, gather your community, step into your influencers. There's that, those three bullet points in the subtitle, uh, which I think actually shape kind of what you're trying to say nicely. Uh, so I, I'm sorry for cutting it short, but it's easier to say ready to rise. Um, but the, but the, the, the concept is to, uh, is to own, is, is leadership development, particularly in, in women, in finding a voice in a community and finding their influence. Is that correct? Absolutely. I think it's just wanting to acknowledge that women have so much potential and gifts and talents and that they have a contribution to make in the world around them. And, and and so why? Uh, I mean, I think of yours, but why? Why do you focus primarily on women? Because I think a lot of people need to feel like they have that power, that they have the that they have the influence around them, that they need to step into their own world. Absolutely, I think I 
focused on women, mainly because I've read a lot of wonderful books written by male leaders and I haven't seen many female stories in them. And I thought, <laughs> you know what, if I can do it, then gentlemen, so can you. Um, you are more than welcome. It, it is actually for everybody, but it does center the stories of women because they're not always the stories that are told or told first. And so just to add to some breadth in our leadership understanding and story, I wanted to center their stories really. And I wanted women to see themselves um, and to see their own potential through other women's examples, because we don't always see that in mm -hmm. the major landscape. So one of the things that we're struggling with right now, obviously, is a lot of us are, are kept at home. Uh, yeah. Finding, you know, owning your voice, it's hard. There's nobody to listen to you except for your houseplants <laughs> right now. <laughs> yes. um, uh, gathering your community against the law in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. uh, so how do you, how do you, <laughs> how can we... I, you know, I, I, what we've been trying to talk about on our on our shows is how this time can be a reset button for a lot of us. Like, obviously, yes. not an ideal situation for ninety nine percent of us. Absolutely. Um, but making the best of it, something we're trying to to figure out how to do. And one thing is, okay, you're stuck at home. You're reevaluating your priorities. Many of us are getting laid off. Uh, so yeah. you're you're you know you you're gonna have to figure out a new way to make money. Uh, none of this easy, but a great time we're forced to press the reset button. So, so what are some ways that we can apply this notion of empowerment of gathering our community to our, uh, to this new ridiculous situation that we're in? I mean, I do think it's very hard if I'm honest, I think for some of us, um, you know, the initial idea of having to be home was maybe we'd read more books or maybe we'd, <laughs> you know, we'd take up a hobby and others are like, seriously, I'm homeschooling my children. That right. is not easy. Guilty. And, and we're worried, you know, anxiety does not help you press into your personal development, really. No. Um, job loss for a job that you loved and you didn't realize you were losing, there is no plan. And so it, it did make me dig deep a little to think it feels like what it feels like, like a peppy idea to rise into your influence and all that kind of stuff. But what do you do when you're in ashes and when you're in uncertainty? And what's helping me right now is a particular story of a particular woman. Um, and a woman, a woman uh, so I'll tell you the story so you don't just yeah, think, we, we, oh, great. Yeah. Oh, great. She's we'll buy the book, by the way, link to where to buy the book in the show notes. You can get all yeah. of the anecdotes, all but we're going to give you a free one right here. Yeah, I, um, because because genuinely this is this is helping me. Then it's a story of a woman called Emily May Butterfield, who at 94 years old gets an award for England's most inspiring learner. Yeah, she goes back to school. She leaves at 12 because she was told she was stupid. She runs out of the school, never goes back, can functionally illiterate. Okay. And but goes back to school in her 90s, gets a national exam in English, math and computer science. And when they tell her story, they talk about how during World War Two, she served in the war effort with the fire service. And um, she's just getting by. She's out of her depth. She doesn't feel skilled, but she's just getting by. And one of the things she notes is about 1940, children are being evacuated from London um, for their own safety. And she never wanted to get married, but she loved kids. So she thought that I can do. I can help a child. I can put a meal on the table. I can support them. I can find out the things they need to know. So she, inspired by that, begins to look after children. The war ends. She continues decades of decades of this woman who has somehow uncovered this gift and talent in the midst of tragedy and fear and pain. And then when she's about 70, she is asked one more time to look after these. And it's the 70s by then. So um, she's asked to look after these kids. And she said, will you take on a preschooler and a, and a baby? And 
for all reasons, they're like, why? Do you know what I mean? You've already, <laughs> you've already take, looked after all these kids, but she won't say no. She won't say no to a vulnerable family. And decades on, the preschooler is now in international finance. He's a father. He's married. Mm. And I'm the baby. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it was my Aunt May, my foster mother, who was known to everybody as Aunt May. And so I have thought of her a lot recently. I thought of her journey where, she, and, and again, functionally illiterate. We, I didn't even know until I opened the newspaper as an adult and saw her with this award. And then I'm like, you kept that one quiet. And, <laughs> didn't tell her. and I realized my brother taught me everything. And she would encourage my brother to teach me these things. But I'm, I'm inspired endlessly by a woman who was perpetually out of her depth. And, you know, um, we can only imagine what World War II was like, the level of uncertainty and crisis and fear, sure. and scarcity, food is rationed, the pain that people are going through. Right. And we are experiencing, um, I know the language of COVID is people have described it as a war, haven't they? And yeah. we have, we have, are experiencing some kind of uncertainty and fear, the shock and the grief of loss of people, but the shock and also the grief of the loss of a way of life, of our norms, of our comfort, of our security, of being separated from your neighbors and having to cross the street when you see them for right. everybody's safety. And it's, comical on a good day and just kind of lonely and vulnerable. And yet my question for us all is even in the ashes of this time, will there be skills uncovered that could change lives? Mm -hmm. Because I've seen it and I've lived it and I'm the, and I'm the beneficiary of it. I am, um, I, I guess I would say to us, even though you feel out of your depth and you feel you have nothing to offer, maybe what you offer is a text to someone saying, are you doing okay? Mm. Maybe it's a meal that you drop at somebody's drive. Maybe it's a donation to a nonprofit that is struggling. But um, we can rise from these ashes and we do actually have a, we, there's a lot we can't control right now. So with the things that we can, what can we do to um, make it better for the wider community? Yeah, I mean, I think these are these are the kinds of questions that we should be asking all the time, and this is sort of giving us a uh, a very, I'd say, a strong and and yeah. abrasive backdrop under which to really evaluate our potential answers to those questions of of what is our what is our core value that we provide to the people around us, and um, and maybe rethinking what that is because you know maybe I, there's so many jobs that are literally disappearing i was just listening today about the it's not just the people that can't go to work it's the people that rely on like you know the 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 way it was described it's like uh, maybe maybe all of a sudden an executive for a hotel chain lost his job well oh. now the person that cleans that executive's house and the people that that exactly. executive like all of the other services that are 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 all out of the job even though they may may or may not still be able to actually work uh, and Absolutely. it's creating a total paradigm shift for a lot of us. So I think having a context yeah. to adjust our paradigm shift um, and and or, or or a set of maxims that we can go through in order to figure out our mm. our new paradigm is is very important and very timely. Yeah, huge. It's huge for us because it's so vulnerable and it's so overwhelming. So right. we do need to kind of dig for the framework again in a uncertain landscape. All right. So not to put you on the spot here, but. <laughs> But how do we begin to rise from those ashes? I mean, like, okay, so we burn the house down. What yeah. do we need to do to start rebuilding that foundation for ourselves? I think one of the things is admitting the grief um, mm -hmm. because it's like we had, we look at a landscape and the maps don't work. The GPS is completely off. Mm -hmm. And 
and it's and I think it's not just important to grieve. I think we've got to give ourselves permission to grieve. And I know I know I've wrestled with grief. I've not lost somebody. I, that is one of the the, the 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 ironic blessings of this time. And so sometimes I'm like, well, I've not. It, it could be so much worse, and it could. But it's still okay to grieve the the, the losses that you have. And the losses that your friends, your family, your kids are experiencing where they just wish they could go back to normal. Right. Um, so, so I think there is an importance in us. Uh, and it may feel counterintuitive to, to progress, but grief unresolved creates problems for us all. Mm-hmm. And, and grief un, um, unacknowledged, actually, is probably more correct to say. Unacknowledged grief comes out sideways. So I think one of the first things we can do is to name what we're grieving. And mm-hmm. because I think there is just an admitting then that is really important. Um, and I think, I, think you, we, I think you say, sorry, to interrupt, sorry but I think you say something so important in there, which is, you know, you don't have to just because other people are having worse experiences right now doesn't mean that you cannot you, you don't have viable things to grieve. For example, exactly. like maybe I'm going to go with some things that like are important to me that are that are stupid. Mm-hmm. But I, but there maybe you have a tradition of watching opening day baseball with somebody. Yeah. And and it's a small thing. It's not a death. But now this year, there's no baseball. You can't go and watch opening day baseball with that group of friends or with that one person. You, you lose that connection. Give yourself permission to grieve. Name that that's something that you're grieving, even in the context exactly. of everything else going on. And accept that, that's, that it's okay to, to not have that in your life. Right? And that it's okay to feel bad that you miss that. Absolutely. And I think some I think there's something to be said, because I, I think some of us are like, I'd love to grieve, but I'm busy doing all these other things. Right. It may be that you have to give yourself 10 minutes in a day when you lock yourself in the bathroom and you weep. <laughs> it may be that you have to schedule the time to grieve and to catastrophize. Or you know, I like to and call to it say, Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it may be it may be we need to call a national Wednesday. For, <laughs> um for us all because it's important to do and it's you know I, it's funny I was talking to my I have two teenage girls and mm-hmm. I was talking about things and and things that I've lost and that and I didn't want to be vulnerable to the, in front of them I didn't want them to see me crying and that but in the moment I, I you know there are trips that I was going to take that would involve family and I was just so sad for what we'd all lost but it but I realized it gave my kids permission to be upset too about their things it gave the it gave we we as a family sat down and said okay this is a bad day for us all because we've each lost something and some of them are big and some may seem small but they feel big to you i want you to give voice to what you're feeling and i think that's important for us to do with our friends our family our loved ones our colleagues even there may have been a project everyone was really excited about working on that's not going to happen it's okay to say that's a loss and that's a hit for your life so I, I would say that's the first step out of the ashes is to say the ashes suck. Right. You know I mean? Right. <laughs> the ashes well, here, and they're using, real and they're a mess. Using kids as an example is so great because, you know, one of the things that we kind of teach ourselves and are culturally conditioned to do is to begin to put whatever our feeling of loss is into context. And, and society often tells us that that loss is not acceptable to grieve. So like when you're yeah. a toddler, if you drop mm-hmm. your pretzels on the ground it is a world shattering event, yeah. right? And <laughs> yes, then, it is. Yes. And then as you get older, you kind of are trained that, no, no, that's not that big a deal. And some of those things are important, like the pretzels, but some things still feel bad, but you're told that's not a big deal and you kind of push it down. And adolescence, which you're dealing with right now, yeah. I mean, not you personally, but you're, you know, you're parenting <laughs> adolescence. That is like that period of everything feels huge. Yeah. 
And yet the so world real. is telling you how unimportant it is. It is such a confusing and difficult time because mm-hmm. you can't really, I mean, not that you can, but you, as an adolescent, it's really hard to learn to trust your emotions because your emotions are so... There's a lot. Uh, right. It's just a lot <laughs> a going lot on. It. It's just a big heap. Um, but I, you know, I love that this idea of identifying, it helps us get to that place of like, look, we don't, none of us have a choice right now, but to embrace and accept the moment of loss that we're all experiencing at this time yeah. and just accept it. Maybe it's a retirement account that you were planning on using in the next five years. That's gone yeah. now, whatever it yeah, could yeah. be. Um, you know, giving yourself permission to do that, I think, is a big part in unpacking the previous conditioning that we've brought into this event. Absolutely. I think the other one, I, I'm, I'm, I have to warn you now, I'm really into alliteration. So <laughs> great. <That's laughs> all, my, all my tips start with the letter G. And so I was thinking, and, and partly because they're the things that I've been working through and processing with my family and the, and the leaders that I coach. And the second one that's come to mind is grit. Um, that we need to embrace the grit of this moment. And I, I live in in Minnesota, and grit stops you falling in the snow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like you need to sprinkle it and liberally right. to deal with the ice. And I think for us, as we deal with our lives, we need to... And when I say grit, it's not a stoicism that says there's no problems. I think it's the... It's the it's the face in the grief, wiping the tears and saying tomorrow is still coming and I'm still going to do it. It's the it's the parent who is like, I don't know how to school this kid. I'm not really sure, but I'm going to be up on the Khan Academy oh. into the early hours trying to find out how. I don't know how to make this money stretch, but I'm going to search every block. It's the resilience that keeps on going and and the resilience that says this is so important. I'm going to make sure I sleep because I've got to do this again tomorrow. Right. And, and I, 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 I wish grit was grown in the good times. Do you know what I mean? But it's often grown in the tough. It, the resilience is built. And I think we will find out how resilient we are. But I think we are going to, I think one of our ways through is to keep, is the, what's the next step? What's the, and, and the reason why I say grief first is because you need to allow the emotions to flood out. So you've got some energy for the next step, right. you know, and the energy for the hard stuff. Cause it is, and, and I think we do have to have that brutal look at the facts. This is tough and we may not bounce back. We may drag ourselves back, but we may not bounce back. Right. And so the grit is the, we ha- now we may not have faced this crisis before, but pretty much most of us in humanity have had some tough time. What right. got you through then? Who got you through then? What were the, was it that you got together with your friends? You can't do it in person, but can you virtually? Um, was it, um, there was a particular book that you read that inspired you. You might want to read that again. Mm-hmm. Was there particular music you listened to that inspired you? And what I, what or, I, what I love about your analogy of, of, of grieving and then, and, and the grit in particular is you can't accept that you need gritty steps, like your ice analogy. You can't yeah. accept that you need to have, uh, salt and grit put down onto smooth surfaces Unless you unless you identify that the core problem is ice, right? Yes. You have yeah. to know and accept that ice is existing right now in order to justify the existence of the grit. So they go hand in Absolutely. hand. You can't have the grit without the grieve. You can't identify you can't begin to use this as an opportunity to grow and to find and to like you said, pull yourself back out without acknowledging that there is a frozen Mm -hmm. bit of slick water that will break your back right now if you don't acknowledge it. Yeah, totally. And I I just want to encourage people that we are often grittier than we realize. I think Mm. there's a quote by Eleanor Roosevelt that says, you know, like a a woman's like tea that you don't know how strong it is until she's in a hot water. And, <laughs> and, I, and I think 
then maybe for some of us, we don't realize what skills we have yet. Um, you know, I come back to my foster mother who couldn't read, who couldn't do all these things, but discovered what she could do. And it may be, I know that we're going to see a lot of things that we can't do anymore, but we also have the potential to discover things that we can do. And I just want to encourage us. Grit isn't about feeling strong. Strength isn't always about feeling strong. Right. It's And courage isn't always about feeling courageous. It's carrying on. It's wiping the tears, having the cry, wiping the tears, and then taking the next step. And maybe taking the next step through the tears, but doing it anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's grit. Yeah, that's grit. I mean, so so we have the grief, we identify it. We have the grit, which is uh, us just finding a way to pull ourselves out and find where our skills lie, where our skills are needed. What do we do next? I have one more G. I figured, <laughs> I figured I, I was setting you up. We're playing volleyball here. There's Thank your you set. So much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and the last one that I've noticed is grace. And by that, I mean these gifts. Um, in its original form, the word means gift, these unexpected gifts in this moment. Um, for me, it has been on Instagram with um, DJs who are playing live sets of music right. or or like Coldplay. Like I got to see Coldplay and John Legend, um, Kirk Franklin. Then I got to these DJs who are playing, um, D-Nice, who's playing when I'm cleaning the kitchen and playing tunes that I've not heard for years, but ones that I've loved. And and. and being unexpectedly caught out by the goodness of those things or reading stories or listening to hearing of someone like my my kids decided to before we had the our stay at home it was a groups of 10 you could be in and what they right. did is they they went they went to the local Walgreens bought loads of snacks for all their friends and then dropped them off at their houses on the drive and just seeing that quality and seeing what it did for their friends who were worried and anxious and they'd wave at them up the, on, the, on the driveway and say this is for you and just thought the gift that that was for them hmm. and for their friends parents and for us as parents to see those things and sure. you know that and and I and I know that 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 won't that's not everybody's story but I would say I'd say for us where's the grace in our lives right now is it that there's someone that we we found someone we can talk to is it that our recovery group is online is it that 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 therapists are popping up all over the place online is that is that where the grace is for us is it that um I can you is it the kindly banker who will talk you through the SBA loans and, right, and all of this right 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 um, is it, is it that, is, I mean, for all of us, it's the person at the grocery store who is wiping things down so that we can still shop. Mm. It is the person who can't pick strawberries for us on zoom, but is still working every day for our well-being. It's definitely in healthcare and waste management and all these essential services. That is a grace to us that we can be thankful for. And when you're not sure where the grace is, think of where you're grateful. Think of what you can be thankful for. Cause, and, and not, and again, not to, pretend the grief isn't there but it it's like if we are battling this thing we need to have energy we need to restore our souls right. and that gratitude helps you it helps your mindset it helps your thinking it doesn't pretend that the pain isn't there it doesn't pretend that the job you've lost the house you're scared of losing the isolation you feel from your elderly parent it doesn't pretend that isn't real but it gives you strength and gives you space to be able to think creatively in this moment which is a real difficult time and it needs the best of you and so you've got to give yourself some good stuff so that you've got the energy to respond. So, uh, I mean, w one of the things that we do is we try every day, every morning or every evening to explicitly say uh, something that we're grateful for in this yeah. process that's, that's specific to this time. That's, the, so, that's um, so good. To the uniqueness of this time. So 
Um, one of the more recent ones was thankful that we don't have to make lunches every night before <laughs> before the kids go to school. And then thankful that we don't have the stressful rush out the door to get them to school on time. So like little things like that, as hard as it is to be setting up three kids on Zoom calls and getting them, yeah. you know, making them do their, their assignments and their homeschooling stuff, which is yeah. not my skill set. That is all really hard, and I can grieve the fact that I know I no longer have somebody else to educate my children. Um, but I but I have grace in that. Oh, look at all these positives, and I'm spending way. I've not I have not missed one dinner time because I've been working late during this crisis. Mm -hmm. um, and so good. and so I've been able to participate in dinner every single night. I've been able to be with my kids in a way that I otherwise wouldn't have been. So I, we're we're finding those grateful moments that we can say yay to. Um, and, and, and I think that it, that does a lot for our psyche day in, day out. Yeah. So, so let's just review this real fast. So we've got grieve. Yep. Which is identifying and accepting what you've lost in this process. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to agree with you. Absolutely. <laughs> I think, I think, I think it's, it, it, it's, it's that simple. It's just not that easy. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, it's um, not. It's not. But it, yeah. And I, I think we have to give ourselves permission to do that. And then, then we have grit, which is finding those ways that we can, through after identifying what we've lost, how do we persevere? How do we find yeah. our skill set? And then, and then finally, is grace, giving yourself permission and finding the joy in this in this hard time, right? Yeah, the unexpected gifts, the unexpected things that make you smile and allowing yourself to have that, even if it's in five minutes in the day, because it will strengthen you for the for the days ahead. So you use the I, I want to go back to grit for a second. And I know your time is yeah. valuable and I, I and, and we all have things we got to get back to. But I um, the, the grit notion and, I, and for the example, you use your foster mom who took stock and said, OK, I am not great at reading. Um, I'm not a great student. I don't want to have kids of my own, but there is this need for kids to be taken care of. Yeah. I think a lot of people right now may not be as self-assured or self-aware as she was to say, oh, mm -hmm. I can take care of kids right now. Do you have any suggestions for those people right now who don't know what their voice is? Yeah, um, absolutely. I think in that because there are times when we when we don't know when you're just flooded by the tyranny of the urgent and the tyranny of what's going on. Uh, and that there are two exercises I'd encourage you to do. One is ask some It doesn't even have to be lots of people, but someone you trust. What have you seen me do well mm. over the years? Sometimes mm. you need somebody else to tell you your story. Someone who tells you what you did well, because we, we in, particularly under pressure, we underestimate ourselves or we have a distorted picture of what we can achieve and what we've done. We either inflate it beyond all reality right. or completely minimize it. So having some, a, a couple of wise voices who can tell you what you've done and then, and, and then on your own, almost like your own personal resume <laughs> of the things you've done well over the years. And, and the character traits that the, the strength, your strengths and weaknesses, because I think it helps you assess. Um, and, and I found in those crisis moments and including in this crisis moment, I've had people say, you know what? No, these things aren't happening, but this is what you can do. This is what I've seen you do before. This is how you dealt with that challenge. This is how you overcame that problem. This is and, and say, if you had those skills before, the skills haven't gone. The landscape has changed, but you're still you. So I would I would encourage people to ask, and it's a weird question. It's like, tell me what I'm good at. But, right, 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 right. But then, it's almost like you're fishing for compliments. Oh, tell me yeah. something that I I tell excel me, at. Tell me how I'm awesome. <laughs> so, 
kind of thing, which does feel a little weird. But these are crisis times. And say, and, and say look, and if, if it makes you feel better, tell them what they're good at too. Just do what it takes mm-hmm. to get to get the information. Tell me where you've, um, what, tell me the, the talents you see, the skills you see, the things I've come through. I just need to be reminded to set me straight on a few things. Mm. It's important. And that's how you gather your community. That uh, Because that can be done by text. That can be done right. on Zoom. That right. can be done virtually. Right. Yeah, I mean, you, that's a conversation. That's a that's a phone call. That's probably going to be a mm-hmm. phone call even in different times. Maybe it's it's probably not going to be yeah. a coffee. You know, most of us don't have time for that anyway. In our old lives, wouldn't have had time for that. So this, what a great time to, to do that now. Uh, look, I, I know I know your life your your life is busy right now, and your time is valuable. So just want to thank you for being a part of it, a part of our show today. The book "Ready to Rise: Own Your Voice, Gather Your Community, Step Into Your Influence." Link to where to buy it in the show notes. Can't tell you enough. Uh, how much I appreciate your time. Also, you probably are going to need to buy the digital version of the book just because of the way that bookstores, the way that Amazon in particular is right now. Um, yes. So, um, because they're not sending, they're not sending non-essential items as quickly as other items. So, go ahead and download the digital version, and that way you can you can get it immediately. Uh, two things, and I ask this to everybody, Joe. Uh, first and yes. foremost, how can people follow up with you aside from obviously buying the book? Yeah, you can go to my website, um, joesaxon.com. It tells you about the leadership coaching I do and the podcast and all the things I host. But also, I am a fan of the socials. I am a fan of the social medias. So at Joe Saxton, that's J-O-S-A-X-T-O-N, you will find me there. Let us chat, friends. Let us chat. (laughs) Link to her website and her social media accounts in the show notes as well. And one last thing, I ask it to everybody. What is one thing we can start doing today that will make our lives a whole lot better? I think start with the first G. I think uh, give yourself permission to grieve a little mm. or a lot. Start, uh, when you said start with the first G, I, I was like, like run DMC? What are we talking about? <laughs> but now I know what you mean by the first G. Yes, yeah. allow yourself to grieve. And I find, too, just to go back to this real fast, that uh, when you talk about that grit element and figuring out what you're good mm. at, for me, journaling and putting things into words on my mm, own and being quiet so good really helps me recenter my brain and figure out no no no. this is what my priorities are this is where That's my so where my compass is oriented so i just want to throw that out there for you That's uh wonderful. joe saxon thank you so much for your time today and we really appreciate you thank you for having me i appreciate it that's it for our show today. I want to thank Joe Saxon. I also want to thank our sponsors, Rocket Mortgage for Quicken Loans. If you like this show, please rate, comment, and subscribe on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Helps us out a lot. Also, if there's somebody that needs to hear this, please share it with a friend. You can find us mostly at Facebook.com slash John Tesh. We spend a lot of time there going live, posting videos all the time. John is also on Twitter at John Tesh, on Instagram at John Tesh underscore IFYL. I am Gib Gerard. You can find me at Facebook.com slash Gib Gerard at Gib Gerard on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I try to respond to every DM, every mention about the show. You can tell me if you if there's somebody that you would like to see on the show or hear on the show, some topic that you would like for us to cover. I will I will do it. I will respond to it because we do the show for you. So more than anything else, guys, stay safe. And thank you so much for listening. <laughs>